Hey everybody, it's Steve and Steve for Advanced Poker Training, and today is December 15th, and everybody see that there? It's partly cloudy and it's 73 degrees outside. It's a beautiful day here in sunny Florida. I know I always say it, but a lot of people make fun of Florida, but you really can't beat the weather down here. So I want to jump right into things here. Um, I want to make sure before we get into the hand for today, let me switch out of full screen mode here and... So I want to show you a new feature we just added called our retry feature, which is different from the replay feature, which would just let you watch a video replay of any hand you'd ever played. But here you can actually retry the hand against the same opponents, the same cards for everybody, the same chip stacks, everything. So as you can see here, um, I was practicing playing pocket nines from the big blind. You can see I configured that here. And I came across this hand here, and let's say I uh, let's say I called pre-flop, and then I I checked this flop here, and he bet, and I folded, and, and I said, "Man, eh, that was that was kind of a weak way to play that hand. I bet I could come up with a better way to play that." And so you see this button appears here called "Retry Previous Hand," and that's going to go back and deal me the exact same hand over again. And so this time. Uh, you know, let's say this time I say, well, how about instead, what if I bet half the pot on the flop? Would that have worked better? Well, now I got raised. Eh, I don't know about that. Well, let's, let's retry it again. I can just keep retrying it as many times as I want. What if, uh, what if instead, what if I bet a little bit more? What if I bet a little bit more than the size of the pot? on the flop here. Maybe that would have worked better. Okay, so that got him to fold. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, maybe I should have three bet him pre-flop. Maybe that's what I should have done. Uh, let's try a three bet. That would have picked it up right before the flop. So, so I can try out all these different strategies and you know, over time maybe that helps me kind of zero in on what is working most effectively for me in, in situations that come up over and over again. So I think you're going to love that new feature. It's just look for the retry previous hand button right here. Anytime you're playing the, the cash game or a tournament, you can retry the hand. And as you probably noticed, when you're retrying it, it says this hand will not be saved. So it doesn't save it to your database. It's not going to mess up your statistics or anything like that. It's just simply for you to get some extra practice in, in a particular hand that, that puts you in some kind of situation you weren't comfortable with. Okay, so let's switch over to our hand for today. And this hand was submitted by user DLIN58. Um, and they say, pocket sixes, why would I call an all-in in this situation? Well, let's take a look. So we've been in a tournament here. You, as you can see, there's 13 players remaining. And we already have one player who shoved. There's actually seven players at the table here. The player under the gun plus one has shoved for about seven big blinds, and we are in, we're on the button actually with about 11 big blinds. So uh, if, you know, if it had, this had been folded around us, we would definitely just open shove with this. There'd be no reason to, to try anything different like a, like a min raise or, you know, we would just go ahead and open shove. But the question is now we already have this one player all in, and so do we go ahead and go all in ourselves? or do we just fold? I think the decision to either go all in or just 
flat the 20,000 is inconsequential uh, because, you know, obviously we're, we're more than pot committed either way. Uh, the only player behind us who has more chips than us is Jeremiah here in the small blind. And surely if he's, uh, if he's at all a decent player, he realizes regardless of how we play this, if, if we enter the pot, we're not going anywhere. So um, we could shove just to, you know, I guess overall I like shoving a little bit more than just calling uh, just in case Jeremiah forgets that this is going to cost him about a quarter of his chip stack if he wants to get involved here. So, so maybe shoving is a little more preferable than calling. But let's instead talk about the decision between shoving or folding here. So, so first of all, what kind of hands is Carly up here going all in with? She only has about seven big blinds, so she's going to be playing a pretty wide range of hands here. And that's good, but the only problem is our sixes are not really going to be a big favorite over her range. And the reason for that is because we're just going to be a coin flip against so many of the hands that she's going to play here. Uh, you know, even, even if she plays some suited connectors like nine, eight of clubs, um, you know, that's going to be probably even a slight favorite over us. We can go to the APT odds tool here and we'll put our, uh, our pocket sixes in here and we'll see that, uh, you know, it's roughly a coin flip. Uh, you know, she's she's favored by a tenth of a percent over us. So lots of cards in her range here are just going to be a coin flip against us. Let's go ahead and put her on a range here. And uh, I'm going to give her any pair to start off with. Uh, so we're going to be a little bit behind her pairs because obviously she's got more pairs that are higher than our sixes than our lower than our sixes, so we're a little bit behind already. And then she's probably going to shove with any two Broadway cards here, any suited ace, of which a few of these were actually, you know, we're, we're about a 65-35 favorite over these uh, suited aces down here. And, uh, you know, some more like this, some other suited connectors and stuff like that, which again, most of these we're just going to be a coin flip against. So, um, so when we actually compare this suggested range against against our hand, we'll see that yeah we're you know we're roughly a coin flip against her range. So so what that means is when we're just considering the chips here, it's probably a call. But let's look at some of the other factors that we haven't considered yet. First of all, we talked about Jeremiah and the small blind here. Um, he's unlikely to get involved with already two players all in. But, of course, if he picked up a big pair, aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens, something like that, he's certainly going to call us, and we're going to be crushed by his range. So it's not going to happen very often, but, uh, you know, that is going to affect us negatively in a, in a small way because every now and then, you know, let's say 2 or 3% of the time, Jeremiah is going to wake up with a real hand, and we're going to be way behind his range. Now, Thomas here, interestingly... Um, some of the people that commented in this thread said that Thomas was virtually compelled to call here. I don't think Thomas is always going to call, though. And, uh, you know, the, the reason being, I, you know, so he's gotten himself down to four big blinds here. It, you know, if, if, he, uh, if he was actually a good player, I don't think he would have gotten himself into this situation to begin with. 
Uh, you know, the previous hand, he would have been under the gun with only four big blinds, and really he probably should have shoved almost any two cards at that point rather than waiting for the big blind to hit him. So given that he's probably not a great player, I'm not sure that he's really going to put the rest of his chips in here, even though probably as far as the pot odds go, he should go all in with a, with a lot of his range at this point. So, uh, so I still think uh, Thomas is going to look around, and especially given that one player here, Carly, has the potential of going out on this hand, and he may just want to move up in the payouts a little bit. So, so I think Thomas is going to fold a large percentage of the time, and we really can consider almost all of this to be dead money here. So, so that's not really a problem. So the main thing we need to worry about here is we've shown that this call is profitable by our chip equity, but the question is what about in real money equity? And to answer that, we need to use the Advanced Poker Training Shove or Fold tool and look at the actual prize payouts. Now, uh, in this tournament here, I went and looked it up, and this was actually a tournament where the top 27 players got paid, and the prize payouts were pretty flat at this point. I think it was, uh, you know, $200 in virtual money for 13th place and $250 for 12th place, something like that. Um, and the the real the real big bucks didn't really kick in until we got to the top five or so, and it was first place. First place was about five thousand in in virtual money. So, um, so at this point, ICM probably isn't a huge concern. But um, but let's go and uh, let's pull up the shove or fold tool and let's take a look. And why don't we pretend that we actually were at the final table here and there were only seven players remaining. Okay, so I'm going to go to my member control panel here and click on tools and games mm -hmm. and I'm going to pull up the shove or fold tool. And if you never used this tool before, it asks us a question first. It says, what do you want to compute? We want to compute player one has already shoved, that's our opponent, and should player two, that's us, call. Mm -hmm. So we go over here and we give, uh, well let's, let's put in the stack sizes first here. Um, player one had, it's the guy that already shoved, had about 20,000 in chips. We enter our stack size over here. Okay. And the pot size was actually 6,600, but you know, I'm going to reduce that number a little bit and I'm going to put about 5,000 here. You may ask, why did I do that? But I'm accounting for the fact that the players in the blinds are a little bit of a liability on us because as we saw, that big stack and the small blind might get involved, or the player in the big blind might call as well. And I'm thinking overall, that's not going to be a good thing for us. So I'm going to reduce the amount of dead money in the pot there just by a little bit. Uh, just an estimate, uh, you know, that I'm going to use to account for the fact that it's not going to be a good thing if one of them does get involved. Um, it's up to you what number you put there. I'm going with 5,000. So um, we need to go and enter the range here again for... Our opponent will use pretty much that same range I came up with before. Again, player one is the player under the gun plus one who uh, who open shoved. And we need to put our cards in over here, which were pocket sixes. And that's really all we need to enter here. And now we press the compute button. And of course, we're going to see that clearly this is just looking here at nothing but 
chip equity. This is going to be a profitable shove as, as far as chip equity goes because we're a slight favorite over our opponent's range and there is some dead money in the pot already. And so this green box here is telling us that, um, looking at this number here, if we, uh, if we do go ahead and call, our expected chip stack is going to be about 36,000 chips. And if we do fold, of course, our stack is 33,420, which is what we had left at the, at the uh, start of the hand after paying the ante. So the question is, though, um, you know, how will the tournament payouts and ICM affect our decision here? And as I mentioned earlier, when we went back and looked at this actual hand, in this case, the prize pool was pretty flat because there were 13 players remaining, and I don't think ICM was a huge consideration, so I think this was in fact a call. But just for sake of argument, let's suppose we were at the final table, and uh, you know there's seven players left here, and only six players get paid. So we're right on the bubble. Maybe you know maybe this tournament started with um, with 60 or 70 players, and they decided to only pay the top six. If that were the case, this uh, this wouldn't probably wouldn't be as profitable a call, and might even be a fold here. And to demonstrate that, um, or to analyze that, what we'd have to do is hit this Enter Tournament Payouts button here. And let's say so. I click seven to say there's um, seven players remaining. And suppose I enter. I'm just gonna make up some uh, numbers here for the actual prize payouts. And so what I'm going to say here is what if um, what if only the top six players got paid and this is what the payouts look like and there was nothing for seventh place. And we already have our chip stacks in there. We have to enter the other players' chip stacks over here. So we'll say there was a couple players with 100,000 and um, a player with 50,000 a player with 25,000, and there was that one guy in the small blind who had about 10,000, or in the big blind with about 10,000 remaining. And so now, if we press the compute button here, it's gonna do an actual ICM evaluation of real money profitability of this uh, call here. And and we see now there's got a, we've got a red box around this, which shows that if we do in fact call this, our expected real money payout is $299. If we had folded, our expected real money payout was $306. So um, that's quite amazing when you think about it. This was very profitable, as we saw in terms of chip equity. It was profitable by an extra 3,000 chips, which is almost 10% of our stack in chip equity. But it was not profitable in real money equity because of the fact that we're at the final table and there are only six players remaining. Or, excuse me, six players were getting paid. So, so bottom line is, I think probably in this case it was a call. But if you know, depending on ICM and depending what payouts were coming up, it could have been a fold. Also, depending on what we thought the chance was that Jeremiah here was going to get involved and how much dead money we actually thought there was from the small blind here, who's already put in about a quarter of his stack. So. Lots of factors to consider. Of course, we also should be considering, uh, you know, how often we think uh, Carly is shoving here. Maybe we know that she's a super tight player and we're, we're actually farther behind her range. Or maybe we think she's a super loose player who's going to shove with any two cards and we're way ahead of her range here. Let's see how the hand actually played out. 
Okay, they did fold, and and Carly got lucky and hit her ace on the turn there, and we lost. But all is not lost here because uh, she did have ace three, which is always good news. That means we were about seventy percent to win against uh, her her specific hand there. We can go over to the odds calculator and we can look at that here, and we'll give her. She had ace three. Whoops. Ace three offsuit, and we're going to see we're going to be about a 70-30 favorite against that, and there we go. So, so this particular case, uh, we did make the right decision, and we were were pretty far ahead of her, but she got lucky and sucked out, and we lost. Uh, we lost, you know, two thirds of our stack. So here's the takeaway: these uh, small pocket pairs, especially the smaller they get, are okay for calling someone else's shove uh, but usually they're you know 50 percent 51 percent favorite against our opponent's range just because they're a coin flip against so many of the hands that our opponent is shoving with and so you know that might be okay for a cash game and it might be okay in a tournament if there's enough uh, dead money out there already but uh you know, if we're at a final table and the prize structure is such that the payouts are going up really quick, it might be better off to fold your smaller pocket pairs. Now, that's if someone else has already shoved. If it's folded to us, small pocket pairs, even deuces, are fantastic for open shoving with. And that's because there's already a lot of chips out there with the blinds and antes, and a lot of the time we're just going to pick it up unopposed, and that's great. Or occasionally we do get called, but we're usually a coin flip against the guy that calls us anyway. And so, you know, you got to win those coin flips from time to time. And, you know, the, the worst case, of course, is when we get called by a bigger pocket pair. But that's really going to be the least likely of all of those scenarios. And then we're, we're down to sucking out, and that's all we can do. But, hey, sometimes we suck out, and then we put the entire table on tilt, right? Because we were the short stack, and they were all waiting for us to get knocked out. And now we just doubled up, and nobody likes that. So with, with one hand, we just put the entire table on tilt, and that's got to be plus EV, right? So, so just keep that in mind when you're calling an all-in with a pocket pair, with a small pocket pair, versus being the one who's going all-in with a small pocket pair. Okay, that's about it for now. Be sure to go to your database here. You can click on Reports and History, click on My Saved Hands, and you can press this uh, post button here, and you can post any hand you want to our forum, and hopefully I'll review your hand in the next episode. Thanks for watching.